0: Welcome. This is Salty Therapy, and my name is Tammy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice. However, this podcast is not intended to be used in place of professional treatment. It is intended for encouragement, information, and entertainment. So life has been challenging and downright hard for most people for the past four going on five months. covid social unrest, politics, not to mention any personal issues that have come up as a result, illness, death and grieving, job loss, economic pressures, homeschooling your children, isolating and yet confined with the same people day in and day out, difficult conversations, advocacy, some people have chosen to break off relationships with friends, would it surprise you after all of that, that today's conversation will be about gratitude? So the definition of gratitude, um, would be pretty straightforward. It includes thanks and appreciation and also causes you to look at things, people, or events in your life in a different perspective. Now focus on that word perspective, because that implies this is a choice, a choice you get to make. It's not put upon you. So the point of gratitude, because some people might say, ah, bah humbug, right? Like from the uh, Christmas carol. But there, there are very good things that come from practicing gratitude. They include that showing gratitude can lead to more overall happiness They have found that gratitude can help people really enjoy experiences, not just put the cheerleader smile on and and act like you're you're enjoying the experience, but actually enjoying it. Gratitude will actually improve your health. Uh, It helps people deal with adversity. It can build more resiliency builds stronger relationships. So if you think about those as a whole, showing gratitude can lead to more overall happiness was the first thing that I said, right? Well, wouldn't that naturally build positive relationships and or stronger relationships? If you're in a better mood, if you're choosing to see your life through a different point of view, a different perspective, if you're choosing to look at your perspective or look at your situation differently, um, can't that help you to deal with adversity? Uh can't that help you to enjoy experiences more because you're in a more positive frame of mind? And I don't want to imply that gratitude means that you're happy-go-lucky all the time, skipping through life with balloons in your hand. Gratitude is a choice that you're making. You can still be realistic in the midst of it. I have had a number of friends um, and acquaintances that have been in the position of dropping off a loved one at the hospital and not even being allowed to go in to the emergency room to explain to the doctor or to the nurse on staff exactly what's been happening. Um, because the person they're dropping off is feeling so poorly that they don't feel it will be communicated correctly. Um, that's real. That's, that's a real thing that's happening, right? However, If you choose to look at that from a different perspective, the different perspective may be, um, thanking God that there is a hospital nearby, thanking God that there is medical help available, that you got your loved one to the hospital before it got worse, um, thanking God that we have cell phones today and that we can FaceTime and that we can call and have conversations with the medical team or with our loved one in the hospital. We can choose to have gratitude for things even during those bad times. I know people that um, were furloughed or were laid off, and these had tremendous uh, financial Mm -hmm. burdens on them. But I also know people who said, who would have homeschooled my children if I had still been working? What would I have done with my children if I had still been working? The daycares and the schools were closed. So they chose to have gratitude for being home, despite the circumstances that kept them home because the children were the priority for them. And therefore it led to being grateful for the opportunity to be home. And of course they were able to file for and collect unemployment. So that, that helped, um, building more resiliency. We don't live in a perfect world. We live in a broken world, Um, we live in a world where things are going to happen to us. It doesn't matter if we're good, quote unquote, or bad. It doesn't matter how much money we have. It doesn't matter the color of our skin. We're all susceptible to traumas and to illnesses and to losses. And, um, we're going to walk down rocky paths and we do need resilience to, to deal with that level of adversity. And so when these things come, when, when these difficult moments come, if we can learn to practice gratitude in those moments, then it keeps us from falling down that deep bottomless well of grief or anger or Refusing to understand or denial, so resiliency is such an important part of our human experience in this world, um, and how the things that happen in our life impact us and the ripple effect it has in our lives. First Thessalonians says five sixteen through eighteen, rejoice always pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I read that and I go, gosh, does that mean if I were to be diagnosed with a terminal diagnosis, am I to rejoice in that? Pray continually is easy enough. I would definitely do that but rejoice in that and give thanks in that for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I believe when I read that is because God created us. He knows that having gratitude and having that positive mindset is going to help me walk that path is going to help me through that journey. And so He is telling me to have gratitude because that is his will, because his will is he loves me and he wants me to, to live abundantly. He doesn't want me to fall down that bottomless well of despair. So what happens when someone practices gratitude? I did a little bit of research and some of these things I thought were amazing, um, People who practice gratitude tend to experience more positive emotions. So it may be that um, you may not laugh hysterically over something, but you may not cry all day either. You may find a more positive place to land. Um, you sleep better. That makes sense to me. If I'm practicing gratitude, I'm keeping my head in a space where I'm being realistic. I have acceptance for what's happening in my life, good or bad. Um, and I am hopeful. I am more focused on who's in control, which, by the way, isn't me or isn't you, it is God. Um, and, and I can rest in those truths and therefore I can sleep better. Gratitude helps us to express more compassion and kindness. If we're not walking around angry and bitter or in despair all the time, it's much easier for us to put our eyes on someone else. When we're walking around with those negative emotions, and I want you to think back to a time and be honest with yourself, when you've been in that real negative headspace, who were you thinking about during that time? Really, who were you thinking about? I know the truth for me is I was I was completely self-focused. Life isn't fair. Um, I don't understand. Uh, why is this happening to me? Um, he did this to me. She said that to me. It, it's all self-focused. But if I'm practicing gratitude, generally the gratitude, the things that I'm having gratitude for are things outside of myself, whether it's other people in my life or services available or how God has um, provided for me my blessings that I already have that have come into play in the situation. Well, now I'm thinking outside of myself, and when I'm thinking outside of myself, much easier for me to extend compassion and kindness to others, even if it's a thank you or how is your day going to the cashier that is checking you out? Um, another thing that happens when you practice gratitude is that people can become more mindful by stopping and looking for the simplistic beauty and miracle of life. So I will have clients, um, keep a gratitude journal and oftentimes, you know, it's real easy for us to pick the obvious things, right? Um, but it gets to a point where you have to slow down, you have to get real quiet and you have to think outside of the norm about what you're grateful for. And there can be small things like, The wind blowing through my hair or across my face and it feels like a caress from God or the sun shining on me and I can feel it warming my body or even, even like seeing a little ladybug land on a leaf and the colors of the red ladybug against the green leaf. It makes me smile. Those are simplistic or miracle of life. The birth of a baby a one-year-old learning to walk, hearing the first mama or daddy or dada. So when you practice gratitude, really practice it, you do get quiet, you do look outside of the box. And so that really is a mindful practice that you're engaging in. When you experience gratitude, Your brain releases two feel good neurotransmitters, which are dopamine and serotonin. So these are, these are transmitters that people will actually try to use drugs or alcohol to release. Um, it may be exercise that they use to release it or, um, other things that bring that rush on for some people, it may be shopping or eating certain foods, but practicing gratitude is a calorie free, doesn't come out of your bank account, isn't going to get you addicted or arrested. And you get the same, um, benefits of that dopamine and serotonin. Now remember at the beginning I said to focus on that word perspective because it is an implication of choice. So again I want to focus on this gratitude is a choice. We cannot wait for the good to come to us. You can you can talk to people there are some people who have lived lives that there wasn't a lot of good that came to them. There are some people, I just listened to an interview the other day, um, and this gentleman was talking about the way he grew up in his family, and he was one of seven, I believe. His father became paralyzed. One of his brothers became paralyzed from an accident. They lived in a small home, and um, he said that life was good. Life was good. They played basketball. They all of the kids enjoyed each other. They loved their mother and their father. And he said, We didn't even know we were poor. They didn't even know they were poor. They were poor. By the way, this is this is a professional uh basketball player who today um is not poor. So he truly understands the difference between poor and not being poor, but they practiced such gratitude for what they had that they didn't even realize that they were poor. So the other thing that gratitude is, is we choose to change our perspective. So you may get some bad news. You may have gotten the news that you're being furloughed from your job. And that's that's not good news. It's terrible news. And so many people received that statement during this COVID experience. And for many of those people, that furlough turned into a layoff. How can they choose to tell themselves something different? Well, they can choose to say, okay, I'm not going to have to worry about where my children are going to be while I'm at work. I can apply for unemployment. I can explore other ways of making money, perhaps from home so that I can be there for my kids. Um, there is an opportunity here for me to perhaps relook at what I'm doing for a career and do something differently. Do I have an opportunity to try something different and um, go in in a different direction that I might not have chosen had I not been put in this position? Because a lot of us are afraid to make changes, but when something like that is forced upon us, it propels us to change. So we can choose to tell ourselves something different. There is a therapeutic technique called cognitive behavioral therapy, and I'm going to have a um, podcast on cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called CBT for short. But basically what it comes down to is something happens, you tell yourself something about that, you have an automatic thought, that thought automatically, consequentially results in feelings, those feelings result in an action, there's a reaction to it, right? Well, cognitive behavioral therapy says we may not have any control over the activating event, we may not have any control over what we automatically tell ourselves therefore don't have a, a control over that feeling or set of feelings. However, we do have control over saying stop, take a pause, go back, challenge that thought, change the thought, and consequently change the feelings, which is going to then change the reaction and could actually result in a response, which is always better than a reaction. So choosing to tell ourselves something different, that's a big part of cognitive behavioral therapy. Again, we're going to go over that more in depth in a future podcast. I would, um, as a choice, encourage you to practice with a gratitude list. Now, um, I mentioned earlier that I give this task or homework to clients and ask them to list three things they're grateful for each day. And the the trick is they cannot repeat anything. It has to be three different things every single day. And like I said earlier, when you have to really get quiet to look for things, especially on those difficult days, you're going to enter into mindfulness But it also gives them the opportunity to look at events or things that are happening in their lives or people in their lives and look for the things in those people that they're grateful for. So during COVID, I'm working from home. My husband's working from home. Our children are grown and out of the nest. So it's my husband and I day after day, after day, after day, after day. Well, I love him. Today's our 34th wedding anniversary. We've been married a long time. We do a lot of things together. We have a lot of the same hobbies. We have similar personalities, senses of humor. We really enjoy each other's company. But day after day after day after day, without any interaction face-to-face with other people, um, you're going to get on each other's nerves, right? Right. So I can stay in that negative mindset. I can stay in that, um, I'm sick of you kind of place, or I can take a pause and I can say, man, I am grateful that we have a similar sense of humor. I am grateful that we really do know how to get along. I am grateful that he is helping me with these things. Man, I'm grateful that we're both able to work right now and we're both able to work from home. I'm grateful that I'm married and I'm not alone in this house all day, every day talking to myself. So I can choose gratitude even in difficult times. So again, gratitude list, I'm going to challenge you three things that you're grateful for each day. I do it in a notebook. I'm a pen and paper kind of girl. I know a lot of People that are younger than I am prefer to do it in their phone, but I think there's something to be said about putting in a notebook that you can go back and reread, and you can even make notations next to some of the things that you were grateful for six months ago. Um, And then also share your insight with others. So when you find these things that you're grateful for, especially the aha moments, the, the gratitude that you have found in those dark moments, the gratitude that you have found when, um, you thought you wouldn't be able to find any gratitude, share that with people, share it with your friends or with your family or spouse, spread the cheer, spread the positivity, encourage them by modeling what you're doing, that they might model the same thing. Another challenge for you, if you wanted to take it a little farther, I've just finished reading a devotional by Ann Voskamp, and it's called 1000 Gifts, and it's about gratitude. And she also has a book um, by the same title. And, um, she was challenged to keep a gratitude list and, and basically compile a list of 1000 things that she's grateful for. And this devotional, and even the book really shows how she has to go to those places of, of simple beauty and the small miracles and, and just those little things Um, you can look over at the mess that your children made and you can find gratitude in those little fingerprints because they're not always going to be that little. I can, I can get frustrated with my husband who, um, you know, won't sit still for a minute because he's always busy doing something when I just want him to sit down and watch a documentary with me. And I can get frustrated with that when he won't, or I can say, Man, I'm grateful my husband's a hard worker. I'm really grateful that he's somebody who has a strong work ethic, even if it doesn't match what I want him to do at the time. So share your insight with others. And then, as I said, If you want to go farther than just writing three things a day, challenge yourself to write and look for as many things as you can throughout the day. Keep that notebook with you or keep that list on your phone available so that you can continue to add things throughout the day, every day of little gratitudes that you find and try to go for a thousand. See how quickly you can get to a thousand. So there's a spiritual impact for gratitude. And I, I want to share some scriptures with you. And then I want to share something that a friend of mine wrote in a newsletter that I receive every month. So the first scripture is first Colossians three, 16 through 17. And this is from the Passion Translation. Um, but I just love the way it reads. It, it just, well, you can listen and you can decide for yourself. It says, let the Word of Christ live in your rich live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom, apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. I just, the words that were used in that translation, I thought were so Rich, the, the festive praises and, and prophetic songs that were given spontaneously by the Holy Spirit and let every activity in our lives and every word from our lips be drenched, drenched. That means it cannot absorb any more beauty of our Lord Jesus and to bring our constant praise our constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done. I just thought that was beautiful. The second scripture is First Chronicles 16.34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This world does not always feel loving. This world does not always feel safe or comforting. But God, his love endures forever. And if he dwells in us and we dwell in him and we keep our eyes on him, seeking him first, then we can rest in that assurance. So I want to read something from a, a gentleman I know, um, a brother in the Lord. His name is Mark Owings. Um I participate in a ministry called Elevate Him Ministry, and uh, he sends out a newsletter and he wrote something in the most recent newsletter that I just thought was very timely, and I wanted to share it. He says today I'm going to ask you this one question: What is your faith declaring? Faith declares truth and trust. This means that when I am faced with doubt, fear, insecurity, lies, or opposition, I get to turn to the truth found in the Word of God that lines up with His nature and character. After I declare truth, I get to declare that I trust Him. He is God and I am not. He is good when I am not. He has good things for me and my family even when my faith eyes can't see clearly. My job is to respond with faith, declare truth, and trust in him. So I've said it several times during this podcast that this world is a difficult world and we're going to ro- we're going to walk on rocky paths. And this Statement that he made talks about even when our faith eyes can't see clearly, we have to trust that God is who he says he is. We have to remember that he is God and we are not. And we have to have faith. And after we have faith, responding in faith, we are declaring truth and trusting in him. Obedience equals blessings. And those blessings are not for us to define, and we may not understand or see them immediately, but remain obedient. And please remember that God has an eternal perspective. This time that we're living here on this planet, it's just a blip on the timeline. And I I make that statement a lot. And I make it for myself as much as I do for anybody else. This is just a blip on the timeline. We have an eternity that we will exist somewhere. It's either going to be with God or without God. Some will call it heaven and hell. With God, without God, same thing. God intended when he created us that we would receive the gift of salvation, and that we would have an eternity with him. That we were not created to live out that eternity in this earth and in this life as we're experiencing it now. So when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like it can't get any worse, or you're just at at the end of your rope, remember this is temporary. This is not forever. I also want to remind you to trust the character of God. And if you don't know the character of God, I'm going to really, really impress upon you the importance of going through the Word and looking for the character of God. And you can even do research and find His names um, and And they will, um, his names will show you who he is, right? But some of the things that are present in his character are righteousness. He's sovereign. He's holy. He's Abba, Abba meaning daddy. He is a provider. And most importantly, and for an eternal, purpose. He is our redeemer. He was the same yesterday as he is today and will be tomorrow. God doesn't change. He is as consistent as it gets. He is perfect. So I appreciate you listening today. My prayer is that if nothing else, I've planted a few seeds for those of you that can recognize that today is the day that you can begin to choose and practice gratitude. It will benefit you holistically. We talked about physical uh, benefits. We talked about mental health benefits. We talked about spiritual benefits. We talked about relational benefits. And will it not only benefit you, it will benefit the people around you. Because the more gratitude that you practice, the more you choose to look at things differently, the more you're going to impact the people in your life. And that can be the person at the checkout. Um, when you say with a smile on your face, how are you today? God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. We have the ability to pass on joy, but we have to choose gratitude. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and share it with your friends and family. If you have comments or suggestions for future podcasts, you can also find me at saltytherapy.com and at saltytherapy on Instagram and Facebook. Peace and joy. See you next week.